Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short or Pretty Righteous Time as I like to call it. And that's what we're going to have tonight, hopefully Pretty Righteous Time, but that's all dependent on you and how open your mind is. But don't be so open that your brain falls out. We know how that goes. So tonight we have a special treat, and I say that because Mushu, Mushu is in the house. He's of back. Of course from- I am. You know, I, I it's been too long since uh, I've graced my presence to the PRT table. Wow. Humble as always. Family. And, and I figured on my birthday there was no better time. You know, <laughs> this 24 is years ago, this world was graced with my presence, and I feel like I need to once again bring it to a wider audience. Uh, yeah, he is training to be the Buddha, but that's uh, some sort of that's weird... That's just some side project I'm dealing with, so don't worry about it. Sort of type thing he's got going on there. I don't want to get too far into that. Um, so, yeah, Tony Tony actually, today is his birthday, and this is actually after the, the live stream. It's January 25th. We did a live stream where Tony, Nelly, and Stefan were, uh, Gilson were all on, and we actually have them in the studio today. You want to say hi, Nelly? Hi. Stefan, you want to say hi? What's good, people? <laughs> so this is the podcast. Folks, if you didn't catch the live stream and you're not hip to what's going on on YouTube, we have YouTube exclusive every Tuesday, which is a live stream that goes for an hour. Uh, and, and then we end up doing another two, probably. <laughs> so usually um, it's always planned out to go for an hour, hour and a half, and it ends up being two to three hours. And I think that one was no exception. I think it was a couple of hours long. Um, and we talked about an encounter that me, Nelly, and, and Stefan had had back in July of 2021. Now, we are going to get into that a little bit tonight, but what we're going to talk about tonight is... The Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect. Everybody's been asking about this. It's such a broad subject that it's been almost a daunting task, and it's been a little intimidating for me to even kind of get into a show on it because I don't know where to begin. It's like you get that burger from from the you get the fat burger from the the, the, the good greasy burger, and you don't know where to bite it because it's I, so I, big. I say ribs are better. It's a better analogy because yeah. Uh, well, you don't know where to bite the burger. Ribs, you know where to start. You just start. Where? Where, where they start? Where do they start? Where? <laughs> See, now you're just... Okay, I now you, you got were, me. Okay, well, you, you know what? I, I, the burger, because it, you got to hold it from the bun and you try to take the you bite, bite and then one of the point. patties slips out. And Oh, this is just... I think we're straining from the point, but the yeah, point is exactly. you don't know what you're talking so you're, about. So you're, we're man. talking about food. You're making me hungry. I haven't eaten yet. Uh, so anyway, Tony's over here throwing all kinds of weird stuff at me about ribs and stuff, and that sounds delicious. If you do want to eat ribs in Central Texas, remember, go to Thorndale Meat Market from... <laughs> Smoke sausage, not drugs. Smoke sausage, yes. And and uh, remember, Thorndale Meat Market. Also, uh, one of our sponsors, uh, uh, Spinners. They have the best darn turkey legs in Austin. I can guarantee that. What do you think, Nelly? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Does anyone else absolutely. even sell turkey legs? I think I think they just have it on lot. I they think. try to. Yeah, they, they try to, but they can't compete. They can't. They, they absolutely cannot compete with Spinners. Spinners and their seafood boil. Oh, my gosh. The crab oh, legs. Yes. Oh, yeah. With the potatoes. Yeah. Man, this is sounding good. And then our friend at Asian Express down uh, on the drag uh, near near uh, on Guadalupe near the campus, um, Simon, he runs a food truck that has the best uh, Asian food. I mean, it is something else. And we go there. I told him I'd give him a shout out. Now, we also were going to give a shout out to uh, the, the waitress. Whitney. Whitney from... Uh, uh, Loopy Tortilla. Loopy Tortilla, yes. They have the best fajitas. I'm not kidding. These places are really good. If you're coming to Austin, hit me up on Messenger, and I will give you the rundown, the lowdown on where to go eat, what what sites to see, Austin. I can be your uh, unofficial tour guide. So anyways, that being said, we have multiple groups. 
We have Paranormal Roundtable group on Facebook. This this show, as always, will be dropped on there, and you can follow. You can go and make a comment on the link um, that will be dropped, and you can win a prize, which is an autographed book or a T-shirt or who knows what. Um, but we always give a book away, but sometimes we do extra. So uh, that is the uh, same. We do that every week, every Friday show. Another thing we do, which I'm 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 all, I'm proud of, is that is that we always do giveaways in between and on the live stream. So if you're missing out, if you, if you don't go to the YouTube live Another stream, reason to watch the live stream. Yep, you you'll catch uh, encounters first, and then you'll also you know might win something. So it's always worth it. It is. And the live stream is on Tuesdays, uh, anywhere between 7 and 8 o'clock when we get started. You don't know exactly when because I have a busy schedule, but we try to squeeze it in every week. And we always do giveaways and all kind. we talk about all kinds of stuff. If you're not a member or part of that, go get started. Get on YouTube. It's free. Just go subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell notification so you, you know, you'll know when we'll uh, go live. Absolutely. And now, Nelly, your group? Paranormal Lounge. And Paranormal Prayer Group. Prayer group, yes. Yep. And then we it's also paranormal have round Tony's prayer group. group. Paranormal Encounters. Paranormal which... Encounters. And then we have uh, Paranormal Trucker uh, podcast, Whisper to a Screen, which is Ryan Tremblay. Um, we have multiple, I'm in multiple groups, Dogman Discussion, uh, Werewolf Dogman Discussion group with Phil Stern and Della Carter. And I'm also an admin for that. And I'm an admin in two or three other groups, but I'm affiliated, but not a member of the North American Dogman Project. Only not a member because I, I don't want to be accused of promoting whatever, but I am I have close ties to them. I'm very good friends with them. We share stories, information, and we're one big community. Uh, I am affiliated and associated with a lot of authors and a lot of other podcasters I'm good friends with. Um, so I will at times promote other people like Vault is a good friend of mine. He's got a good podcast. Go check it out. Vault of Nightmares. And then J- – uh, Jason Bland, Paranormal Soup, and Tony Merkel, who is also a, a very dear friend of mine who has a confessionals. And those are podcasts that I promote and endorse. Also, my dear friend, Lyle Blackburn, who's supposed to be starting a podcast, uh, may by the time this airs, maybe already out. I talked to him multiple times to try to convince him to do it. I think it was a good uh, move on his part because he's got a good voice and he's got a ton of stories. And I am really, really good friends in, uh, with Ken Gerhardt. Uh, Jody Cook uh, from North American Dogman Project, and I am good friends with Linda Godfrey, a lot of authors. Uh, I'm not name-dropping. I'm trying to tell you these are the people I endorse. These are the people that I'm friends with. Uh, and, and this will probably be really late by the time this is this airs, but I, I did want to mention on the live stream, I forgot to mention the passing of Butch Witkowski, who was a good friend of mine, a researcher, a field researcher, a dogman researcher, who's uh, affiliated with uh, Lance Trickler, who's also another good friend of mine in the paranormal community. So all that out of the way, that being said, um, we're going to get started here. We're going to talk about the Mandela effect. Uh, first, though, per, uh, if you have stories, send them to prtpodcast.com, Josh Turner at prtpodcast.com. That is the email address, prtpodcast.com, is a place where you can go and you can get merchandise and you can watch all the back episodes and blah, blah, blah. It's our website built by Anthony Marino, who's actually in the studio star- scowling at us to make sure we do this right. And so, anyways, yeah, uh, his noodle and everything. <laughs> he's over here, like ready to hit us with it. He's staring at Stephens. He's over here intimidating Stephens. Stephens, like, why is this man standing over me? <laughs> you can laugh. It's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'm sorry, guys. Stefan's like, <laughs> don't mess this up, Stefan. It'll cost you dearly. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Your job's on the line. Your and we're not talking about. St- Stefan actually works for us in the security company. And when we were driving to one of the posts, Deli's like, hey, let's take the scenic route because it was on the way. So we went out by the lake and we had a weird encounter. We'll get to that toward the end of the episode. But anyway, we're going to get started with the Mandela effect. Nelly, did you want to throw some out there before we get started on the stories? I'll give you a few so you can pick through. Or? Well, you, you, had, you, had, you said you had created a list. Yes. And it said, you said it took you months. I don't believe that. Start with your favorite then, Nelly. Start with uh, what? The Lindbergh baby. That, okay, we'll start with that one. Now, I, I this happened years ago. The Lindbergh baby disappeared. Um, you know, this was what? In the in the nineteen, 19- I know a little bit about this. Okay, uh, what do you know? I know it was a baby that disappeared. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I know a little bit. I know. I mean, I, I have heard of the name of the story. I, I can't really. Give Charles you any Lindbergh details, was a famous yeah. pilot. Yeah, and what and happened like his, was his, his son yeah. was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And in our timeline, me and Nelly's timeline, and then multiple multiple people's timeline of, of our generation. Because uh, you and Stefan are from a different generation. The baby wasn't never found. No. The baby was never found. Right. That's why I remember. Yeah. Uh, did you did you ever hear of this, Stefan? No, this is my first time. Okay. Yeah. So this baby was never found. And that now oh that, that we, in this timeline now, whatever's going on, it, he was found. And I am shocked by that because I don't remember that at all, it being that way. Now, that's that's one. What's I the thought that was one? why it gained so much press. Was that like, oh, this yeah, baby, baby was, was never, never found. found. Yeah. No, I mean, no, it was no a famous person. It you know, it was yeah. a mystery. But if you look it up now, the guy was found and he was convicted and for the kidnapping and the murder of the baby in 1932. Now it makes you want to go back in time oh, to the other timeline. It's just solved, like, yeah. It's oh solved. I would like to go back to the other timeline and help the Lindberghs and tell them who did it. Yeah, there's a whole universe out there. They won't, they won't arrest me that... for looking all fly and looking modern. <laughs> Come back with my cell phone. See? And then they're like, get away! Get away! He's got witchcraft. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, you'll, you'll be tied in as an accomplice. Yeah, they would probably accuse me of it, and I'm over there trying to break into the Lindbergh house to tell them, look, hey, there's a reason why I'm standing here. I know I don't have a shirt on. I'm trying on your clothes, Charles Lindbergh. But look, there's a reason why I'm doing this. Your child, I know who did it. And then I'd probably be arrested. Yeah. I just want to try on his glasses and just his little his little airplane hat. I just, I just want him to see him fly, fly me around one time. <laughs> exactly. In those old time planes. Exactly. <laughs> And then they're like arresting you. Like, why are they arresting me? All I did was hold him a gunpoint and make me take him around his plane <laughs> and tell Jeez. him where his baby was at. And tell him where his baby was at. Was who, lies who, over who here. did it? Of course, he didn't want to believe me. It looked all weird. I, I, the reason I took the shirt off is because I had to blend in by wearing his clothes so that I wouldn't look weird and out of place. Y'all get that right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just making sure y'all didn't think I was weird. How do you feel about time travel, travel stuff? Time travel. It's a crazy thing. There's some, I had some conversations with um, Wolf and Nelly, like, just, like, to ourselves. Um, this, it's a crazy thing, because, like, one, I should mention, like, you know, I, I should mention, you know, I believe in God, a Muslim, but, you know, like, time is a, you know, as a believer, is a creation of God, but, like. You believe that God a, exists outside of time. Absolutely. Do you like, think it's fine that time is finite that we can't uh, adjust it and we'll never be able to actually achieve true well, time travel? Well, not regular people, but people, you know, since we're talking about these type of things, you know, there's some there's some discussions had with Wolf and Nelly, you know, you know, you guys you guys probably know what I'm really referring to. There's some people who, you know, dealing with this Mandela effect, um, have like certain capabilities to mess with time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, that's a big thing, like, you know, like, because I never, 
it, not even just mess with time, even potentially there's some people who like claim they're time travels, time travelers. Like that's a like that's a thing. Like I I even like stepping into like the rabbit hole, not just necessarily like the paranormal, but like basically uh I don't know what you call it. Like I guess any anything that's that's like not spoke normally in public, you know what I mean? When you step into this rabbit hole of this type of stuff, you're just like Well, that's what I think paranormal is. Paranormal yeah. to me is outside the realm of normality. Realm of normality yeah. yeah. And and I think what you're referring to, Stephen, we talked about CERN. We talked about CERN, yes. Having oh you know, like how their ability to jump timelines and there's a lot of people like the like the story of John Teeter. If nobody knows what John Teeter is, you should go back and look him up. Um John Teeter actually Claim that that every time you jump the timeline, it was like less than one to one percent. But if you did it, you know, ten times, you're changing time by ten percent. And now there's all these different uh, Mandela effects. Like Nelly's got a whole bunch of them right there. I think the Volkswagen symbol. I remember the BW being together. Now they're kind of apart. Um, there's all these different ones. I think uh, one of the ones that you were going to mention was the uh, uh, Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Yeah. How do you remember that, Nelly? I remember him being the one coming to the door. And yeah, the prize patrol, yeah. right? For, mm -hmm. From Publishers Clearinghouse. That was a big yes. check or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now everybody's saying that he wasn't the guy from Publishers Clearinghouse. But yeah. I remember him being completely just, that's who Publishers Clearinghouse, that, that's who their spokesman was, was Ed McMahon. And they always made the big joke. You know, he was Johnny Carson's sidekick for years on The Tonight Show. Um, was it the late show or was it tonight? The tonight show, right? With Johnny Carson. Anyways, it, it doesn't matter. It's probably changed names by now anyway, but because <laughs> of the Mandela effect. But I wanted to discuss not just these cases that you have, and we're going to sprinkle those in here in a minute, in and out. But there's one in particular that happened to me. And I'm going to start with that one. And I'm going to tell you, this happened to me and five of my friends and one of my friends who I don't think it, he even realizes that it happened. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to freak him out because I've never brought this up to him. But the other half a dozen people that were involved, I will say their names. I mean, one of them was my friend Squid. Uh, one of them was uh, Scorpion and, and D, my brother. He was involved, Diablo. Um, and, and, and my friend, uh, I think Pete was there. I'm trying to remember who all was involved. I think my friend Beto was there. And I think maybe your, your uh, Chad might have been there too, your stepdad. I'm not for sure 100% who all was there um, other than those those main people, I think. But there were several of us. And I know at least five or six people that were involved that remember this. Um, our dear friend and Willie, of course, Willie was there. Willie's passed on <clears throat> May of 2020, uh, rest in peace. But we – we had a weird incident. He had our friend who works out in California, lives out in California. He had called and said, "I'm I'm coming into town. I, you know, my my dad has uh, passed away," and so we were all very sad. I knew his dad. I'd met him. Um, he's a World War II vet. He also worked for British intelligence for years. He was a very interesting guy. Um, so I was like, "Wow, that's that's sad," you know. So uh, he was he was a, a, a war veteran and everything. Um, he came into town and we all went to go drink at my friend's bar. Um, and I think Arash was another, he was involved, but we weren't at his bar. We were at, I think squid's bar and we all went downtown and we met him up, met up together. And it was, it was a very somber mood. It was fun for us to all kind of get together and hang out and have a drink and everything after the memorial, everything. I didn't make the memorial as most of us didn't because we all had things going on. I think that there were only two of us that were there that night that actually got to go to the memorial. 
I wasn't one of them. I had to work. And I had a bunch of other friends that had things going on. Uh, our friend was kind of a private person, and he um, – it was a very small service. He didn't have a big old whatever. And uh, we consoled him and told him, hey, we're so sorry this happened and blah, blah, blah. Everybody remembers this. Well, I'd say probably a, about a year and a half after that happened um, – it's so hard to even think about – he had he had announced on Facebook that his that his father had passed away, and I was like kind of confused by that. So I I messaged him and I said, "Your your your father passed away." I was like, "Are you is this something going on from the, the from the last time you were in town or whatever?" And he was confused by that. And he said, "No, my dad just passed away on Saturday." Well, this was like on a on a Sunday, like the the following Monday, or whatever. And he said, "I'm coming to town to to get his body," and I was like totally confused by that. Um, so I messaged multiple friends of mine and, and, uh, they were just as confused as me. Not one person, um, didn't remember it. Everybody that I had just mentioned, everybody was involved, um, were shocked, uh, confused. And, um, I, I think, I think my what brother, about Oh, I'm sure the most the, the ones that were most confused were the ones who were actually there at the memorial. Yeah, there were two of them that were there, yeah. And they actually mentioned being there at the service, being confused by that. Um there was a body. I mean it was I mean it was just it was just weird. Um you know, when I mentioned it to Willie, he was just like, you know, we we were puzzled. You know, I mean like we we were we we were we met face to face and I said, Can this is this real? Can this be you know, this is this is a real thing, you know? Um, and I just couldn't get over, uh, how shocking it was that this is, you know, and so when he came to town, I didn't know what to tell him. And we all kind of talked about it and we agreed not to say anything to him because it just seemed so bizarre, bizarre. Like, how are we going to tell him, Hey, you, how do you broach that subject? Yeah. How do you say to somebody, your dad is already dead. It's already, uh, I hope he doesn't figure out we're talking about him right now because then that's going to be weird and I don't want to have to have that conversation. But this is something I've been wanting to talk about on this show for a long time. This was years ago, you know, but it was just so uh, hard to wrap my mind around um, that it had happened already, that it happened before. Um, so, yeah, what do you do in that situation? I mean, you know. I, think he did the I right wouldn't thing. say anything. Yeah, I, I think he did the right thing because it's 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 <clears> – <throat> Obviously, you know, it's a crushing thing to have to deal with, having it, let alone twice. And then trying to br bring it up is just going to make you look like a weirdo. And mm -hmm. like, that's just something that you can't because convince Because he, he doesn't someone. have a memory of that. Yeah. You can't How convince that someone work? that someone has already died. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, an, that's crazy to think about, especially someone that close and personal. So when we look at it from in the Mandela effect, when we look at it from this angle, what are we dealing with here essentially? Are we dealing with something... You know, I mean, it's very thought provoking and it's, it's hard to wrap your head around it. I mean, what the heck is going on here? Somebody's parent dies and they don't remember it. I mean, like it's, that's insane. It's hard to, but, but only the people, so only you and your friends remember it, but the son does not remember it. Yeah. He, 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 he thinks that his dad died at that time. The second time. Second like that, time. The second time is the time that he thinks like that's when he died. Mm -hmm. but you, he has of, no memory of the first time. He has he, no memory, but we because obviously his dad was still there. So like he, I don't. Why would he still think like his dad died? So 
obviously you had to spend more time with him and at this moment he died so it's just weird to think about though like where was he during the funeral the first funeral he was he, he was there he was there he had to be up there he was there so he just so I mean that's the reason he came into town, right? Yeah, and okay. I didn't go to the memorial, but like I said, I had friends that did, and they were there. They remember it. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. That, that's the and see and and here's the thing. One of my friends, a friend of mine, uh, that everybody knows, and and he he's from Europe, and he had and and he said something to me. He said one of the things that he believes is that that everybody's time is relative to themselves. Um, and he mentioned that he said he knows that there was a memorial. He goes, for all I know, my dad could have died twice before, and then I don't remember it. You know what I mean? Because when it affects you directly, people, other people are observing it from the outside, whereas you're looking at time from the inside. So Your personal timeline. Yes, yes. And so, you know, and and for those who are skeptical, consider this. I'm going to tell you something else. Now, here is what's really weird. I got some stories here that go beyond, like, like okay, here's another one. I call this one Four Friends from Texas. This affected uh, me in a way because it was somebody who I dealt with very closely who passed away not too long ago. And I want to get into who it is because I don't actually have direct permission to use his name right now from his uh, wife or which is who who uh, survived by his children and his wife or from his friends. Only Only two of the friends had spoken to me about it. Uh, there were four friends who grew up together. This happened here in Texas. One of the guys was uh, a friend of mine, and I and I worked closely with him. And Anthony knows who it is, and um, and and so and Tony knows who it is. But uh, th- this person, um, he passed away, and they had one of his friends reached out to me, um, because this this guy that I was friends with. He said, hey, I got a weird story that may involve the Mandela effect. You know, um, These three guys, they grew up with a dude named Brian. Uh, here's the weird thing. Here's the rub. Brian, turns out, didn't exist. He, just, ne- he never existed. They made him up or they just don't. What? No, 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 no. He, he, he does exist, but not. In their memories, but not. He's not Brian. Yeah. His name is Benjamin. What? Yes. And this is one of the four friends? Yes. Does yep. he remember all, like their, his time with everyone? His time now his, no, that's the thing. They all three have committed memories of when this kid they were they were building a treehouse and they weren't really building it too well. They were actually just banging on a tree with with hammer and nails and putting wood and one of the kids, Brian, fell and broke his arm out of the tree or sprained uh, his uh, arm real bad whatever and hurt his bicep. Didn't actually break it, but um, they said that it was a very specific injury, and years later, this guy ended up marrying a girl from their high school. So to prove their point, I got in touch with her, and she told me, she's like, she goes, I don't remember, I don't have the memories of, because when we were in school together, she's like, he had gone away and he had come back. She honestly remembers calling him Brian when they were in school together. So she thought that that was his name was Benjamin Bryan, such and such. It's not. It's just Benjamin. No, it's no. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like Benjamin Philip something. Not yeah. Brian has never been his name. What? So she has. Yeah, it gets weird. Okay, now let me tell you the the friend of mine that you and Anthony know and Nelly actually you know too. Um, he told me this this was some weird stuff, but I had no idea how weird until after he passed when I had the conversation with his friend. Um, from his hometown and that particular friend, they played football together. 
They remember Brian going away to the military. Okay. Well, he comes back. His name was never Brian. Brian didn't never, it never existed. And Benjamin just has vague memories of them playing together as kids, but not, but they all kind of grew apart in high school. And he moved away as a sophomore. And then after they got out of high school, he went to the military. He came back after four years. The mother, when they, when one of them called to say, Hey, you're back, you know, whatever, because they hadn't talked to him in, in a few years or whatever, several years. Um, the mother's like, who are you asking for? And she's like, you mean Benji? You know, and apparently Brian never existed. But how can three people plus his, his wife, wife remember him as Brian? And he got annoyed with his wife and was like, why do you keep talking to me about this Brian? I, my name is not Brian. He's like, why do y'all keep doing that? Because he doesn't, but he looks the same. He's the same guy. Okay. Has memories of kids. Has yeah, memories. Not specific ones, but has some of the similar ones, right? Yeah, doesn't remember the treehouse incident, which they all remember being very specific. He remembers doing that with his two cousins, not with them. What? what? Exactly. You say, but he broke his arm. Right well, he, he it was a very specific injury. He sprained his, his wrist, elbow, like whatever. He hurt himself, didn't yeah. break. Yeah. And he tore part of his body. He had an injury. But it happened with his cousins, right? Is what yeah, he's he saying? claims it happened with his cousin. And then he went out with this girl that, that, that they went out until they were sophomore, their sophomore year, whatever, which everybody remembers too. But he doesn't remember that. He remembers them being in middle school, being kind of like, middle school sweethearts, and then he dated some other girl in high school. Now, here's where it gets even weirder. I followed the rabbit hole even further and talked to this guy, one of the friends, who subsequently married the girl that Brian, this, this Brian guy who's now named Benji, remembers going out with. In and they quit talking, be, according to him, because him and that girlfriend, when they broke up, with, with they, they, they ended up, she ended up going out with this other guy. But he don't remember that it that way at all. He remembers him going out with the girl he ended up marrying, leaving in, in the sophomore year. Then they reconnected after he got back from the military. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So he ends up, uh, you know, being kind of at odds with this guy and doesn't know why. And this guy's like, well, because you stole my girlfriend. And he goes, no, I didn't. That's not how it happened. So when you're sitting here trying to wrap your mind around this, so I'm I'm sitting here going like, in this very room, I had a conversation with him. And it's blowing my mind, and I'm going like, how does this work? So when I talk to my friend, he goes, look, I don't even know about all that, all this this stuff that went real deep. He got into a little bit of it, and he started talking about memories, and he confronted Benjamin Bryan about these memories. This person got agitated with him and said, oh, now you're thinking all this weird stuff like these other people. Why do you, you know, why does people keep saying that? Whatever. This isn't, you know, this isn't, I've never been named Brian. I don't remember anybody calling me that. Why do y'all, why are y'all cons- insistent on calling me that? And so he was just very uh, agitated. Um, and he said, he kind of just dropped it at that. And he said, okay, whatever. I remember him being Brian, but uh, we, so we got this whole weird circus kind of going on and I'm going like, okay, now Nelly, you know, this, we've talked m- about multiple cases of people that we've heard who've had these extreme experiences with siblings that don't exist. Children. Children that they the don't. one lady who woke up with a husband and a children. Husband, she, she don't know who they were. What the hell? Yeah, it is very bizarre. Now, if you have a show like me and you've talked about the Mandela Effect enough, and I'm in two or three very large Mandela groups, I, I 
I was going to say I stalk those pages. I don't stalk the page. I lay down on them and kind of watch and see what, which kind of stories. Tabs in. Because I've had my own experience with it. So I'm thinking there's got to be something to this. Um, it, yeah, goes so, a, it goes so far as a, remember that lady said that she worked at a, at a hotel and there was nothing across the street from it. It was mm-hmm. just rubbish or whatever. And um, the next day she woke up and there was this whole shopping mall there. What the hell? And Whoa. she went and talked what? to them and they're like, we've been here for like years. What are you talking what? about? Now, yeah, Anthony, there's like turns that mm-hmm. show up out of nowhere, bridges that bridges, just pop that, out. That we're going to talk about that in a minute. Right. Anthony, I want to get you on the mic just for a second. Uh, can you tell that story that Kim, just real brief? Okay, so the, the patrol captain for our, co- for our company, her name is Kim, and I was working one night and she came by and she told me a story uh, that that went back to when she was a kid. She she was a kid, and uh, she went with her. She was with her dad, and she, uh, her and her father, they both watched this this old abandoned house in their hometown. They watched it uh, be demolished. It was bulldozed, leveled, just just completely destroyed. You know, they they were getting rid of it to make something else. So. <clears throat> So they watch it, they go home, and the next day, her her dad tells her, hey, that house we watched, it's still there. The, the house we watched being bulldozed, it's still there exactly the same as we saw it yesterday. And and she, you know, of course, she didn't believe him, and he barely believed it himself. And and she said that her, her dad took her to the exact same place where that house was the very next day. It was still there in the exact same condition it was when they watched it being demolished, and they could never explain it. And she she remembers it, her father remembers it. They both remember it clear as day. Them two being there, watching that house be bulldozed to the ground, and it's it the next day it's just there like it never even happened. Just a quick the glitch hell? in the matrix. What Don't worry hell? about that. Mm-hmm. Just getting some maintenance gun. Uh, speaking of Mandela, don't don't you have something to happen to you, Anthony? Like directly to you? Yeah, um, I mean, uh, not directly to me, but but it, it's something that I noticed in this this show that we all watch. And uh, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's a show called Boardwalk Empire. It takes place in the in the in the, in the Roaring Twenties in the in the in the nineteen twenties. Gangster show. Yeah, it's about the criminal on the world of that time with the bootlegging uh, that resulted from prohibition and all that. But uh, either way. There's a song in there from this singer who was very famous at the time. His name is Eddie Cantor. And I remember this song because he performed it in the show. Not because it was a good song, not because I liked it, <laughs> but because it was so obnoxious, obnoxious. that, that it, it stuck in, it's just, it was, it's, it was seared into my brain. It's like a Geico commercial. They try right, to make it as obnoxious as possible so that you remember it. And uh, the, the, the name of the song, uh, I believe it's The Dumber They Come, the, the better I like them, something like that. And you can look this song up on YouTube. Uh, but the the chorus, I specifically remember, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt was the, the dumber they come, the better I like them because the dumb ones know how to have fun. But years later, whenever I rewatched the show, it changed to the dumber they come, the better I like them because the dumb ones know how to make love. Which doesn't really make sense. I mean, it kind of, I guess it, 
makes sense, but it doesn't make as much sense as the dumb ones know how to have well, fun. Well, it sounds kind of crude. Well, yeah, but because you have to think of the context, especially for 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 its time. You know, this was I think I believe the song came out in like 1923. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you made a song even about holding hands with a woman back then, it's like you'd be crucified for. For oh. being, you know, a, a pervert or something. Yeah, the uh, things didn't get very, produced by the like, yeah. Uh, yeah. jazz was so, like an ooh taboo. Yeah, you know, like. but but so the, the the lyrics of this song changed, and me being me, uh, I question myself and my own memory before I before I question anything else because I forget things sometimes. A human memory sometimes. is a fallible thing. <laughs> no, he's pretty and, good with his and uh, and you know, it, it's the human brain is not a completely reliable thing, so. I I figured well maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. That's that's where I first went, and so I went and looked up the original song, thinking well maybe maybe they changed it in the show for copyright reasons or whatever. But no, if if you go on YouTube and you look up the original Eddie Cantor song, those are now the lyrics. It's the the, the dumber they come, mm-hmm. the better I like them because the dumb ones know how to make love, and it just it it, it makes no sense to me. I sp- that that song was burned into my brain because it was it's so, so annoying, annoying to hear annoying. i mean I, <laughs> the dumb ones it, it, know how to have fun yeah that's how he's saying it yeah and it's it's like nails on a chalkboard yeah, to me I, yeah. and i remember watching that and saying thinking the same thing what an annoying song i'd like to hurt eddie Cantor for even yeah i mean it, if you, you can't get rid of it right no. if you've so. ever heard noise on uh nails on a chalkboard or or, or or like a fork scraping on a porcelain plate you don't forget how that sounds and it's the same with this eddie Cantor song so uh, no one, this is one of those things where no one can tell me that, that, that those were the original lyrics. I know what their lyrics were and now they're different and you can't find it anywhere where, where he says the dumb ones know how to have fun. Now it's the dumb ones know how to make love everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. See, and, and this is an example. <clears throat> I've ha- I think that there's a passage in the Bible that Nellie quotes about the elect. What does it say, Nellie? It says, um, there'll be a time where... Um, I can't verbatim, but it's something like even if the even if, if it, were it were possible, possible the, elect the elect would be elect deceived. Would be deceived. Yeah. Yes, and 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 so I'm not saying that us here in this room we're the elect and we're not deceived and we know it. But I've I've seen some weird examples of the Mandela effect happen. Um, for example, okay, there's a friend of mine that we talked about not too long ago. He's he's an MMA guy, MMA coach. He he swears up and down that me and him had an altercation at a nightclub at a place called Shadow Lounge, um, that I had punched him in the nose. I don't remember that. There are four people who were involved in this incident and, and that were part of our inner circle and a couple guys that actually worked there. Well, one of the one of the one of the bartenders who I contacted not too long ago, he does remember me punching the guy. Well here's the weird thing. One of the bouncers there says that's not what happened. We got in each other's face um, he pushed me, he went to push me out of his face and I pushed him back, resulting in my hand kind of going to his face. I don't remember that either. I just remember a heated argument. Now, there were several people that were involved. Um, and three, three of the other guys who I know, Anthony and Tony, you know them. Um, John was one of them. He was there. He's one of the guys from back in the day. And John said, I remember you throwing a punch. I know what I did and what I didn't do. When this person began to accuse me of busting his nose and messing up his sense of smell and whatever, and I'm going like, dude, that's not what I remember. I remember just a heated argument because he we uh, he had a, a coach that was telling him not to be going and fighting 
Um, and, and there was a reason for that because he wasn't ready, and I didn't agree with it. And I had mentioned something about how, um, actually, I think it was our friend Marshall. It's something about you. He was just a professional fighter that was padding people's records. And I had made a comment up to him that he thought was derogatory. And I said, you should know how to fight before you go fight. Um, and then he goes, well, why don't you show me? And I said, okay. And then it resulted in a punch. I just remember us getting each other's face and Brandon the bar- Brandon the bouncer getting in between us. Um, that, yeah, that, that's a weird thing. I mean, like, because my brother doesn't remember the punch. Uh, Squid doesn't remember the punch. Um, Frazier doesn't remember the punch. They were guys that were there. Uh, but two other people do remember a punch. So, I mean, it, it's like, is it the human mind is just that fallible? But he is adamant you would remember somebody punching you in the nose, right? 100%. And you would remember if you were the punchee yeah, or the puncher. Definitely. Who doesn't remember So we absolutely fights? do not agree or not remember this because I remember me putting hands on this person once before, but it was when he was yelling on the phone. And Here's the was, thing that makes me think that you didn't throw a punch because I don't think it just ended a punch. It wouldn't just be, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't depending on your relationship, I, I think you'd more likely slap this guy than punch. I did. And and, and I remember sla- a slap that, w- that resulted yeah, like in us it, in You wouldn't just punch session. someone that, because you know how much damage that could actually deal. So, just, Well, he uh, himself said that anybody, who, his exact words, and Nelly was privy to this conversation, he said, well, I would use lethal force if you, you we had an altercation because anybody in an altercation just is in mortal danger. Did he not say that, Nelly? Did. And then I said, well, if that's the case, then how how did I punch you? And you're and, just, you know, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like, so the whole- It just ended a punch. That's my thing. Definitely yeah. The whole scuffle would definitely- It would have been more, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, I, I look back on some of these incidents. Um, of course, there are stories that end up being tall tales that are told and you're going like, yeah, okay, that never happened. And that's all BS. But this isn't one of those. This is a fight between brothers, friends, you know, close people. And I don't remember throwing a, a punch on him like that because I just didn't do – I would put my hands on somebody if there was an aggressive move. Um, there wasn't. It was just an argument. That, and, and so people often say, well, Wolf talks about being tough, whatever. No, folks. It's because I, I was a fighter and I actually uh, did a lot of stuff you know, back in the day um, that, 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 that centered around that because I, I, I did a lot of stuff. I mean – and a lot of the guys I hung out with were fighters, you know, and, and UFC and all that was in its infancy. It was coming into its own and it was becoming popular. Um, and, and there were a lot of MMA guys that I knew, the guys that we were beginning to become a crossover between wrestling, boxing. I did both. Uh, jiu-jitsu became a thing. And so I knew all these kickboxers and these jiu-jitsu guys. Um, and most of these guys have heard this story and they don't remember it the way he remembers it. They don't, But they don't all remember it the way I remember it either. But I think I'd say it's 70-30. More people remember it the way I do. but. There is that 30% that remembers it the way he does. So you're sitting there going like, so what really the, happened? Well, the problem with the Mandela effect is that it starts to become like, am I questioning, is this a Mandela effect or is it just a fallacy of the mind? Mm-hmm. And it's like, is the it nature just, of reality is at stake. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. So then you be, you begin to question every moment of like, when someone says like, hey, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You're like, are you sure it didn't happen? Or is it just your truth that didn't happen? That like, you really believe it because you were there and that's exactly how you remember it this certain mm-hmm. way. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it could yeah, be a case where you want about. to remember it that way too. I yeah, mean, exactly. Because humans can create their own truth based on, you know, if you're drunk and something happened when you wake up in the morning and try to rethink it, you will try to fill in your own possibilities of like, oh, this is how it happened. So it's just, it's crazy to think about like how mm-hmm. this whole, this is just really messing with everything. Yeah. Because it's starting to make us not be able to believe our own memories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of it too. I mean, like, okay. Somebody mentioned uh, the paint thing. Nelly, we had to talk about this the other day. Sherwin Williams. 
and a lot of people remembered as Sherman Williams. I was just about to say, isn't it Sherman? Sherman, but everybody said, no, it's Sherwin. And then the the spelling of words, the word Philadelphia, I remember it having P-H-I-L-L, which is where you get Philly, like a Philly cheesesteak. That's That's P-H-I-L. It's P-H-I-L, wow. Yeah, P-H-I-L-A, which is Phila. Instead of Philly, you know, Philly, Philadelphia, Philly. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, mm. so the P H I L is is weird because I remember it being P H I L L. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff. Seattle having two T's, things like that. I mean, it's like when where did that come from? Here's the thing: like you just can't deny it because there's a lot of people around everywhere that will say sees it and be like, "This is not how I remember it." No, so you can't say like this mass hypnosis on a what global scale? You crazy? Well, I think of that one Mandela group we're in, Nelly. We have what. 300,000 people or something. Yeah, a lot of people. So, I mean, you know, you got all these people in there and they talk about all these things. Now, let's go back to this. We're going to finish up with the, these, these four friends, okay? The conclusion that I came to, now, and I never could get a hold of this Brian Benjamin guy, whoever. Um, I, mean, I doubt he'd want to speak about it. To yeah, be I don't think he's, I think <laughs> he's kind of annoyed or agitated. But you got these four friends. Uh, one of them was the one in question, and they are adamant that his name was Brian. He's adamant, and his mother told one of them, you know, look, his name has always been Benjamin. We named him after his uncle. Here's the weird thing. He has a cousin named Brian. And they're like, well, you're getting confused. It's his cousin. And they're like, they don't know his cousin. His cousin was three years younger than them. They didn't play with him. They didn't go to school with him. They didn't deal with him. They didn't go to the treehouse. Yeah, exactly. They remember him being around vaguely, but he was like, you know, he was like the little tag-along that was there sometimes in the summer. Yeah, especially if they remember Brian breaking his arm and his cousin wasn't even there when they did it. Mm-hmm. Then it's all of a sudden Benjamin breaking his arm. Benjamin wasn't, he built the treehouse with his cousins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, so, but it gets even weirder because here's what happened. Benjamin, or Benji as they call him, he actually remembers the story, according to his wife, that him and his little cousin built the treehouse and that his cousin Brian did fall and hurt his arm because that's what really happened in reality. And, and none of the other guys were there. They weren't there. The four friends? The, the, no, the, the other three friends were not there. It's to witness him falling down? Yeah, they were not there. In, even the reality, though in their memories, yeah, even though in their memories they were there and they saw him do it. Mm-hmm. So Brian is actually the cousin of Benjamin who fell and hurt his arm. The other three guys weren't even there, but their memories are all that 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 Benjamin is actually Brian and that he fell and hurt his arm. Do you see where how weird this That's is? Weird. Like how does this That's weird. now if no, you're wait, me wait, wait, and you're wait. a talk show host and you you get tons of these stories, you pick them out. Well, some of them are just kind of, you know, we've gone through some of them. We're like, yeah, that's not, you know, no offense to people who've sent their stories, but um, there's some that aren't real, you know. They don't, you, they don't have a lot in them. Yeah, you can they, say that, that there's like one about a bridge and then this person says that the bridge was covered. The other one said it wasn't. And then we find out that the bridge actually had a covering that was removed in 1987. Um, th- th- that's something you could say, well, possibly that the times were, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I uncovered that on my own. It was in Indiana. Um, I, I, I think, you know, and then I told this person, well, it could be possible to like, no, I was there in 1990s and it was a, well, okay. But the fact remains that the bridge did have the cover at one time, but it's not there now. So you could look at it either way. And I think Anthony and Nelly probably know what I'm talking about. But the, this other story is so weird, you know, and, and so you're you're going into this whole, uh, you know, like, like what is going on here? Like, I mean, because you get these stories and you remember things a certain way. 
and it didn't happen the way you remember. And then you, you, you said the stories, um, I think that it happens. My cousin, Travis, had something to, to me a couple of Thanksgivings ago, we were together and he said, he thinks that these kind of things happen all the time. And, and now if I remember this correctly, cause who knows, maybe it wasn't him that said this, maybe it was his brother, Corey, but I think it was him. And he was said, it? maybe it was none of them. Was maybe, it was none of them. <laughs> maybe it was one of my cousins, like, you know, Clayton or Trey. I don't know. But, uh, it's weird because, you know, he, I remember him standing outside with me and talking to me. He said, he thinks that this, these things happen around you all the time. Just certain people remember them and commit them to, you know, and they, they notice them just like the paranormal. Me and Anthony had this conversation. Anthony were, I, you know, we were talking about how. The paranormal happens to people all the time, but if you ask the average person, they'll be like, mm, nothing really that weird's happened to me. But then they'll be like, well, yeah, there was this one time, and then there was this other time. And next thing you know, they have half a dozen experiences. I think, yeah, it just depends on how open it is because I think you can close yourself off literally. Off. Yeah, just mm -hmm. like if you in your heart believe that there's nothing out there, then you won't see anything out there. That's right. That's crazy. But like, I feel like you're limited. I feel like you can't be like that. I mean, no offense. It's limiting. Like, it's like, I feel like it's, it's like you're walking around as a dried husk, basically, because you're not really opening all, all your possibilities. Yeah. That's so sad. Really. It's like, mm -hmm. um, it's like being a physicist, but you're working as a shoemaker. You know? Yeah. A good analogy. Yeah. It, it is. It is so weird. Um, so th that's those encounters. Nelly, do you have something you wanted to go over? You remember Darth Vader's ship being a different color? Darth Vader's ship being a different color. There you go. There's one right there. Um, you know, if you look at the toys in particular, you'll notice that there's a weird thing there. When I was a kid, Darth Vader's ship on Star Wars, the original Star Wars, was black. He had a black ship. Match him. The black to match him. Yeah, because Lucas made it that way because the the, the stormtroopers were white and the Tie Fighters were white. So Darth Vader's outfit was black, and so his his Tie Fighter had the curvature. And it and it was black, but now if you look at it, it's some sort of weird uh, bluish gray, dark color. But it's not. Uh, I know this because I had a truck that was the same color as what it is now. Um, and so his ship was of it was a different color. Now, of course, C three PO, another Star Wars uh, Mandela, is the leg. Um, I don't know if it's is it the left leg or, or the right leg, but I know that one of them is now the lower part of it from the knee down is silver. Um, whereas, you know, I remember as a kid, him being completely gold, not having a silver me, leg. Me too. Yeah. Now he's got a silver leg. If you were to Google CP3, you know, uh, what? See now, That's... if you, now Stefan just brought this, this Google and see the, the, that TIE fighter looks like the color that they actually show on the toys. It's that, see that color right there? Right. It's like a bluish gray. You see how the wings are black, but the, the, in the middle of it's blue. Right. And then this TIE fighter is actually gray. Um, that is weird because see, see it, how that's, I remember it being black, completely black. Like this, like this? Yeah. I remember it all black. That's but, how I remember it. But now if you were to watch the movie, it's going to come out gray. That's yeah. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. oh, that is weird. I remember on CP3PO, his, his And they say that it's always been that way. And C3PO's whole body was always gold. I promise you. Yeah. Right. But that's not the case. Not now. Not any, any what others you got, Nelly? Orion Spur. Oh, that's another one. Okay. Uh, recently, me and Nellie were in Roswell, I say recently, a couple years ago, and we, we, we met an astrophysicist there who I corresponded with uh, periodically, and he actually was really big into astronomy. And the thing about the Orion Spur is that that's the galaxy that we're currently living in. I mean, that's, that's where our galaxy resides is in Orion Spur. And anybody knows about astronomy, astrology, astronomy, um, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Well, 
I remember, and a lot of other people remember this too, and we've encountered this in the Mandela groups, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the arm of Sagittarius. Now, a lot of people don't understand that. When I'm, what I'm talking about is the constellation, the Sagittarius, which is astrology, astronomy slash astrology. Um, that is where we were at. In the, our galaxy resided in the arm of Sagittarius. I remember this. When I said that, Nelly, you were there. You were a witness to this. You was you, Scorpion, and Chris. And you remember, Chris is our, is our my, one of my best friends, Heather. The, she's a chiropractor. That's mine and Nelly's really good friend. Chris was her husband, or is her husband. Chris was with us on that trip. But I know that you guys remember this. And I, when I said to this guy at the Roswell uh, Planetarium, and I said, sir, do you remember us being in the arm of Sagittarius. It was like, what did it, what was it like when he, when I said that to him? It like, he woke up, it like it dawned on him and he mm-hmm. said, yes, yes, I remember that. And then he pulled up some stuff on the, his phone to uh, look it up and it was like, like he was stunned. Like he, he remembered he forgot. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it seemed like with him. And then you guys had a really in-depth conversation and he told, um, and we corresponded for a while oh, and yeah. then he just kind of went dark and I lost contact with him. But, um, it was, it was really weird. I mean, it was like, it was like an aha moment. Like he woke up, like he was in the matrix or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, did y'all see the reaction of that guy? I mean, this guy was in, you know, a, a physicist. I mean, when you're looking at, I mean, it was a very intelligent man. Um, and he began to get, to go down that rabbit hole and he started or, or, or emailing with me and corresponding with me. Um, and he would send me things and he would be like, is this really happening? He goes, I, I have dual memories now. Um, it's very bizarre. I do too. Now, here's another one. If anybody remembers in, in China, the Tiananmen Square, how many of y'all, and I don't, I don't think I've asked any of y'all in this room, how many of y'all remember the guy standing in front of the tank? Yeah. Okay. Like fell in? No, no, no. There was a guy, it was a, in China, it happened. And uh, he got away. Yeah. And, and, and he, now- my brother remembers him getting run over. But then he also, when I started talking about it, I said, no, he didn't get run over. And then he says, well, no, you know what? I remember that too. So that's an example of, of dual memories. And I have multiple people who've told me this. And Nelly, you've been a witness to this mm-hmm. many times. We, we've talked to people along with you too, Anthony, um, where people have given us examples of dual memory. Like one of my friends that was at my, uh, my buddy's dad's, he went to two funerals. China won't even like He's a member of two. Uh, of yeah, the of person? the first story we talked about. Wow. Yeah. China yeah, what? China doesn't even let you talk about it. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Well, because it was, yeah, it was a, it was in defiance or whatever. So you got all this weird, these memories of these, uh, these people have dual memories. And, and I've talked to many of my friends who remember certain events like that. And they remember it like two different ways. Some of them remember him getting run over. Some of them remember him standing there and the tank going around him, which is the, the first memory I had. But then after people started talking about it, then I started maybe maybe now here's an here's another thing. Maybe it was an example of visualization by your brain, and then it's a it's a false memory that gets embedded in there, implanted or something from somebody suggesting it. But I'm talking vivid memories. You know, I've had of dual memories of things. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, like, uh, but I know the other day I was just thinking about something and I remember, I remembered something two different ways and I was going like, how the heck is that possible? I can't remember. Like I said, off the top of my head, there's been so many inc- instances, 
where I've been driving along in my truck and just going like, wait a minute, that's weird. I remember that, but I also remember it this way. Um, th- what were you going to say, Nelly? But there was a uh, confusion back, um, not confusion, um, a while back, I had asked, uh, when I was a kid or younger, I had asked about him, like, did he die? Because I was like, I can't remember. And uh, I remember my brother telling me he did get uh, run over. And then my sister told me, no, he he didn't get run over. Mm-hmm. So I could, I felt like with that one, I could never get a straight answer. And even back then, people were giving me two different scenarios of what happened. Mm-hmm. One of my sisters uh, telling me, that she remembers him not getting run over, and then my brother's saying he remembers him getting run over. I mean, how is that even? That's the same thing as Nelly with the siblings. You know, we all have different versions. Um, you know, it it, I, I, it baffles the mind. Do you got another one you could throw on there? Um, yes. Uh, the ears. Yes. Okay. Th- there's another one. The ears being lower on the human head. That is one that if you look that up, there's a bunch of doctors and and one of my friends who is a physician uh, who practices up in New Jersey and he, I always tease him. I'm like, you you practice in New Jersey. That doesn't count. <laughs> but but he's a good guy. But anyway, he he's started listening to the show and my doctor has actually started listening to the show. So if you're out there, uh, Dr. Geyer, he's the best doctor in, in Central Texas. I can tell you that. He's Absolutely. an awesome guy, Darren Geyer. Um, but anyway- my my physician friend up in up in uh, New Jersey that I met through the show, um, he's big in the Mandela effect, and he was one of the people that invited me to one of the Mandela groups, and he had pointed out many things about anatomy um, that he remembers being different. Well, I'm sure if there's anyone who's it's like those specialists in those fields that would know for a fact that there was one way. Mm-hmm. I mean, why they, they would be the ones to know mm-hmm. here? He, you know, Nelly pointed out the ear thing, and so I hit him up about it, and we talked about it. And uh, there's a there's even a, a football game that a lot of people remember um, it being a certain way, the Giants-Colts game, which a lot of people say it was the, the 19th – oh, gosh, now don't get me to lie here – 1959, I think, championship. I got to go back and look. But they, people remembering it from one hash mark into another hash mark. Uh, the Packers-Cowboys, the Ice Bowl, they remember it on a different hash mark. Uh, you know, it's it's so weird – there's so many different things that, that like the, the things have changed. Um, and like I said, I think it goes back to what John Teeter said about how, you know, and if anybody, I'm not going to sit here and talk about him on this show right now, but um, go back and look him up. He was a time, supposed time traveler that explained how, you know, the, how time travel worked, how you didn't go back to your timeline. You went to another timeline that was adjacent. Now, there, there actually are people that are – you can go on YouTube and there's scientists talking about how we're actually communicating with uh, – through quantum mechanics, quantum physics, how we're communicating with with the next timelines next to us. And now, uh, Stefan, you and me have talked about the nature of the world and the universe multiple times. Yes, we have. And you explained to me your belief and how you do believe in a multiverse but that God is, is there – he lives out – he exists outside of time and space. I believe the same way. I believe that that there is an, an ultimate cosmic mind that is in control of all of these different timelines. But I do believe, much like the Marvel Universe, that, that they go through all these different timelines, I believe that that is kind of how we're living. I mean, I think that, that, that these movies that come out of Hollywood, I think that they know a lot more than they – and I think that it's cues and clues as to what the nature of the universe is. Now, me and Nelly have a friend who's a Filipino, very good friend of ours, mm-hmm. um, lives up in Colorado now. Shout out to him, uh, um, Emilio. 
And he told us a really weird story. It stunned me. I've talked about it a couple times on the show. I'm not going to get into it because I've already, I've already talked about it. But if you're a new listener, go back to the archives and check it out. He uh, drank and and ended up uh, in seeing the world through like seeing it like a honeycomb pattern and was out of his body. Um, you know, and, and so he saw like, like this matrix, like people talk about, they see it. Um, now there's also a code, like I said, that's, this isn't the show we're going to get into all that, but there's a code that shows up over and over again in nature, uh, a certain number. Now you can go look it up and, and get into that or whatever. But right now, what we got to do is get into the other stories. Uh, do you have another one you want to throw out there, Nelly? I have one real quick. Um, oh, that one's interesting. Anyway, like I was saying. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's since you know today's my birthday. I remember birthday. way back. Uh, Twenty. I remember specifically what's cool about my birth was something that I was always proud of, which has now changed. Was that since I was born in Denver, Colorado, that the Broncos made it to the Super Bowl and won it that year. I thought that they won it on my day because that was what my mom and everyone in my family said that they wanted on the 25th of January. And that that's why they always said like the Broncos is my team specifically because I was born on the day they won. Mm-hmm. But now if you look at now, they, they won in February or the, uh, they, they didn't even go sometimes. Like I've, I've seen it like that. So now like I, I, but I remember very specifically my family being like that, that's, this is your team. You, you won, like they won when you were born. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I've always held the Broncos as, as a special spot in my heart. Because I've always felt like uh, close to them, but now it's like now that is entirely changed. Now, I, now like I don't even remember uh, the the exact date when they won, but it was no longer in January. Now, like if I say like uh, uh, they won in January, they'll be like, uh, the we don't even play the Super Bowl in January." That is weird. But for, from for as long as I can remember, it, I've I've always been born the same day they won. Well, maybe that's why I hate the Steelers because the year I was born, the cow- the Steelers beat they, the the league cheated the Cowboys by the Steelers. Yeah. Speaking of my my doctor, he's a big Steelers fan, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always uh, tease him; he's a Steelers fan, and I'm like, yeah, well, y'all cheated a bunch of Super Bowls to win, but the Cowboys lost the Super Bowl the year I was born to the <clears throat> Steelers. I mean, it, it was it's always played the January after, the, so in, technically in '76, but '75 season. Uh, the Cowboys won the NFC Championship, I believe, beating the Rams, and then they lost to the Steelers in the Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, I've I've always thought that there was something to your birth year and how, and, it, and we're talking about Chinese culture in particular because it it has engulfed all of Asia when it comes to the Chinese New Year. It's celebrated by the Vietnamese culture, celebrated by Laos and all these other countries that are just right there adjacent to it, the Koreans. Um, but they all believe very strongly in <clears throat> certain numbers and then birth dates and all that. And uh, there's a lot of weird things that have changed. I was talking to uh, a lady and her husband who run uh, a burger place close to where we live. And they were talking about the, the importance of not having four chairs or whatever. Well, I specifically remember the number four being uh, unlucky. And most Chinese places will, will will go out of their way to not have four seats. They'll make five or three. You know what I mean? Um, when I began to engage this person in the conversation about that, her husband said that he had no recollection of anything like that in Chinese culture. And and I think that right there isn't an example of the Mandela effect. I think that's just him not paying attention because she was like, yeah, that's very common. But here in the States, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? So it, it can just be a cultural thing. It can be times when people aren't paying attention. 
Um, there are people who memories, like Anthony said, who are fallible. Um, like the hash marks, people saying that, that that the game was scored on you know by different hash marks, whatever. I mean, you know, there's a lot of variables, but there are some that are just absolute ironclad, rock solid that you know, hundred percent. You know, like Ed McMahon, he was the Prize Patrol guy for publishers clearing out. Some, some of them are just too specific to be a mis uh, memory. You know, like some of them, like people remember like very specific details about how it happened a certain way, and. Then, then you go back to it and it's like there's none of that is even the same so like that's what i think is like where you can find the ones that are a little bit more uh easy to believe and easy to be like understand is like the ones that are very specific about a very random event mm-hmm. you know like well, uh Bearstein bears the bear yeah there you go you would really close. remember it as like the bernstein's bears yeah. like why would you not why would so many people have it memorized as this if it was just uh, if it was actually this way, spelling of words too. Uh, you yeah. know, there's, there's so many of those. I can't even. I'd have to do a whole other show just on the different spellings um, of, of words. You know, things with two L's instead of one L. And, and... Okay, folks. So that's all the time we have for tonight. Tune in next week as we do part two of the Mandela Effect. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, we hit 17,000 members today, uh, subscribers on YouTube. So that's that's a good thing. Thank you for listening. Good night.